Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt Brock. We're so happy you're here. Now, this episode of Inside Healthcare features bonus material found in NCQA's digital measurement community. If you want to access the full conversation, go to ncqa.org slash dmcpodcast. Returning to the NCQA orbit for discussion is Vanessa Guzman. She's the CEO at Smart Rise Health. And let me read her bio for you so we know, so you know how we know she's so great. Vanessa Guzman is an expert in population health strategies, including patient and physician engagement strategies, clinical reporting, health IT, and quality management models. And as we noted earlier, she's CEO at SmartRise Health. With almost 15 years of industry experience, she works closely with health systems, accountable care organizations, which we're gonna talk about today, technology, social determinants of health, partners to collaborate in implementing data-driven tools, clinical infrastructures, and community partnerships to promote wellness and improve patient health outcomes. Before her current role, Vanessa served as the Associate Vice President at the Montefiore Health System, a top-performing ACO in the country, overseeing physician partnerships, population health and quality improvement, and health information technology. And I realized this as a podcast, but if anyone could see you, Vanessa, they would wonder, how did she squeeze that all in? She's 25. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being here. Um, let's let's work on discussing how pri providers and payers can utilize, you know, the value-based programs, the payment models out there, real-time data, which is here and, and growing in, um, in sort of share and shared quality resources to drive decisions and response throughout the pandemic and to support quality performance. And we want to talk about how they, how we intend as a, uh, you know, as a health system and, and organizations to apply these lessons learned to broader system priorities, including scaling digital health, as right. we've said, growing and share and reducing health inequities moving forward. So let's, let's start with what do you think the key components to a quality program between provider and payer should be? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, and and I, I always want, uh, I'd always like to start with like, what are the goals and objectives that we're all trying to meet? You know, especially in 2021, there was a ton of lessons learned from 2020, definitely with the pandemic and the uptake of digital health and 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 value-based payment models. It, they had a different pulse, right, uh, in 2020 and even this year. Um, so the question is still is very relevant. So. The, the key goals and objectives for 2021 uh, remain virtual health optimization. I think we are all still looking forward to understanding how do we use data and analytics or any screening process, any form of identification that helps us shed light to, like, to understand what patients should we prioritize and for what activities. So I think that still remains a top priority for payer and, and provider organizations to figure out amongst the population that they serve. Um, the second piece, Mm -hmm. is around health equity acceleration. And I think understanding and broadening on our under, understanding on how to use data and understand what data is available to identify social barriers still remains quite a bit of, of an opportunity this year as we all try to 
work safely in our different remote environments and and assemble a quality program. Folks don't know that we all kind of yelled about the pandemic before we started the podcast about how it's making us patient, but it's also offering a lot of lessons uh, that apply to the future. And of course, we'll be um, talking uh, about them today. It's interesting to me that we do have, as organizations, we do have so many shared goals and objectives and yet we sometimes work on different tracks and we're not aligned that way. So that's why this is so important, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think step one of any payer provider engagement is to determine what are the goals and objective of that arrangement or that relationship or even the partnership, right? Essentially uh, the goal of having this type of contract together or opportunity to embed value together is so that you can leverage each other's resources and core competencies. But it's also important to understand like what is the end goal that we're trying to achieve and how can we be cooperative uh, within that process? And, and that, that means putting eagles aside and really focusing on, on the patient, on what infrastructure we have, whether is data or like patient outreach, um, but still remaining very patient-centered in our approach versus looking at it from the perspective of what's easiest for us, the administration, or even the providers. I think the quadruple aim is still very relevant when you're talking about governance. Mm -hmm. Efficiency is not always the best for the patient, right? I mean, we like efficiency for us, but sometimes not the best way to reach the patient, which should be our goal. Uh, Absolutely. You know, efficiency for the patient means getting what I need as soon as possible. And and that requires us understanding what exactly do they need in the way that's culturally relevant to them um, and timely for them. And, and that, takes, that takes data, that takes a human approach, right? To understanding where they're at in their lifestyle, in their life journey for us to even identify like where does health even fit in their prioritization? It's funny because, you know, in the trenches, sometimes you can lose sight of the mission. So I, I wonder how you think patients and providers should find a way, how they should work together to find a way to make priorities about, especially measures mm-hmm. when, you know, it's a complex world out there and they have multiple agreements with other organizations. Absolutely. And they're a little different, right? And so it, it, folks will say, I love all the happy talk, but we got to make this work. <laughs> Absolutely. <Right>? Absolutely. <laughs> and talking about quality measures involves trickier conversations right than the happy uh talk um i don't mean to i don't mean to characterize it as (laughs) happy talk but it's lofty goals it is and when you're in the trenches you often say yeah that's really nice but i still gotta you know mop the floors and that sort of thing (laughs) absolutely and and so it's it's a combination of of different things i think one is understanding where the provider sits from a population perspective to your point they may participating in different payer arrangements, their payer mix might be different than other organizations that are part of the payers arrangement. So there's that conflict of interest, for lack of a better term, between the payer and the provider. The first and foremost important step is understanding the population, right? Understanding social, you know, structural, clinical barriers. So looking at quality measures from the lens of population versus 
denominator and numerator, which is what we often do. You find most systems literally comparing, these are my quality measures for this program. These are my quality measures for that other program. And then depending on which ones have the highest overlap, those tend to be the measures you focus on the most. But life is not a quality measure for a patient. So we have to be very conscious of managing those goals that we have to meet performance goals and those that are relevant to the patient. The patient still wants to be reached out to maybe once where they can maybe discuss a number of gaps or a number of things that are important to them versus receiving seven different calls because they happen to fall in seven different measures. So part of that discussion with the payer, between the payer and the provider is to discuss what are the existing patient engagement or marketing tools that are aimed towards the patient to engage them in gaps in care but also social mobilization. So I'm, I'm trying my best to, to really hone in on the fact that we want to leverage quality programs to close the health inequities that, that we see going on. And payers like Medicaid, I mean, recently issued a guidance document on the importance of integrating social determinants of health into the world that we live in. And, and part of that world is managed care programs, including value-based contracts. So it's important that we start looking at ourselves as carrying a role and responsibility, not in a quality measure perspective, but a people measurement perspective, and what's important to them by looking at the population. This brings us to the end of this portion of the episode. If you want to hear more of this conversation, go to ncqa.org slash podcast. That's ncqa.org slash DMC podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt Brock. We'll see you again, no doubt.